Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am joined for Tuesdays on Wednesdays this week with Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American Equities at uh, RBC Global Asset Management. Stu, uh, once again, my fault uh, for the uh, for the late uh, taping this week, but thanks for joining us. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having me, as always. And uh, the tardiness of this week's recording allows for more of the banks to report uh, their earnings. Canadian banks are, are, uh, are in earnings seasons right now. And we always like to check in with you. You're, uh, you're a noted expert on Canadian banks and, uh, and dividend stocks in the Canadian marketplace. And it's always interesting to get your thoughts on what you've seen thus far and what you think it says about the, the, the broader economy uh, in Canada and around the world. Yeah, so I would say that these are these are strong results. Uh, you know, generally as we were expecting, um, and you know, you're seeing the mechanics inside of uh, inside of a bank on full display. Uh, the uh, you know, first and foremost, the provisions for credit have come down after establishing very large allowances last year. The second is uh, trading businesses are very strong. Um, you know, not surprising when you see the level of activity and some volatility, you know, that business is, is strong and probably elevated, you know, that probably needs to, you know, come down a little bit. Uh, wealth management uh, results have been strong, uh, again, with the markets. But we can also start to see, you know, glimpses of, of which businesses are still to recover. And, um, you know, inside of that is net interest margin uh, has has still been pressured modestly in the first quarter. But you know, as the economy re recovers, the first thing that'll happen is, you know, deposits will start to get used inside the economy, which uh, will lower some of the bank's funding costs. So, you know, higher cost deposits will roll off. That will help net interest margins. Loan growth will, will gradually improve. Uh, you know, credit card balances will start to rise. Commercial uh, lending will start to grow, which uh, will be the next uh, kind of source of growth. That might be a little bit more in the back half of this year um than it has been and 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 of course the last thing is you know fees uh around uh credit card uh, fees and things like this where when spending starts to ramp back up you know some of those lines will start to improve as well um notor notice noticeably on that front of course is travel uh and things like that but um you know so so uh results uh, have been have been strong uh as i say they're they're nicely ahead of expectations although you know, when it's just trading and credit, uh, the market tends to, uh, you know, say, well, that might, that might not persist. But even underneath of that, these were, these were pretty good results and allow us to look forward to, uh, you know, to how earnings can continue progressing in the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months. Yeah. And, and we, we've seen a run up in the, in, in, in treasury yields at uh, the 10 year, 30 year, lo longer end uh, thus far this year you know, 40, 30, 40 basis points in, in Canon in the U.S. Uh, we saw bank stocks uh, run in front of the earnings uh, that, that, that are being reported. So, so do you think that run is, is just that uh, what we sometimes see, which is a run up in front of earnings, anticipating that there's going to be a bead and things are, things are generally good, change in loan loss provisions? Or do you think this is a broader call on the steepening of the yield curve and, as you say, improving net interest margins uh, down the road? I think it's a bit of a play on the steepening of the yield curve because, um, you know, central banks have come out and they have been quite consistent and they were consistent again yesterday by saying, you know, that they are not going to act in advance of the economy strengthening. They want to really see it. And, um, 
And you know, the bond market's way of interpreting that is to say, well, short-term interest rates are likely to remain low. Uh, perhaps inflation will bubble a little bit. So we want to get paid for that possibility. And to get paid for it, we want to see some slope in the yield curve. And um, you know, we're at say 140 on a US 10-year bond today. Uh, you know, don't forget we were 150 before the pandemic. So this is in some respects still just a removal of of some of the uh, you know, the move. Uh, since last March, um, you know, it's not at a level where you know we you know we worry about it derailing things. Uh, often, when you do, you know, and, and you know, people say, "Well, why aren't you worried about that?" And and of course, you know, you you can worry about it, but the real level of interest rates is still minus half percent. You know, so if you're if you're dealing with two percent inflation or or thereabouts and one and a half percent even on a ten year bond, you're still you're still talking about negative real interest rates. So, you know, that's why we don't, you know, that's still quite accommodative. But as that change happens, it does cause a little bit of volatility in certain pockets of the market. And we've, you know, we've seen that as well. Uh, you know, as I say, it's not, it's not really in areas where we have a, a, a dramatic amount of exposure, but if you're a very high multiple stock and your earnings are well into the future and you start to change the discount rate, which is linked to interest rates, you can get volatility in those areas. But meanwhile, elsewhere in the portfolio, you've seen nice gains and things that are a little bit more uh, sensitive to higher interest rates like financial stocks. So uh, net net, it's uh, it's all balanced out reasonably well uh, for the market so far. Yeah. And, and we talked about on previous podcasts that uh, that potential for that uh, rotation within markets. Uh, and, and that, as you've just explained, is some of the rationale for why we're seeing some of that looks like it's starting to happen. Uh, in, uh, in 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 markets around the world, and uh, and and ultimately we get a return to boring, which I, I think is good for guys like you and me. Dave, you 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 hit the nail on the head. Uh, this morning's daily market update, which is something I read every day and highly recommend. Uh, you know, I had myself pegged as a gradual gram in that uh, note this morning, and uh, you know that's just dollar cost averaging into a good uh, a good portfolio of high quality stocks and letting time uh, work on your behalf. And that's uh, uh, Stu's referencing uh, an, an internal note that uh, that, that circles around, uh, and uh, it was uh, displaying different types of investors. And uh, and Stu and I would certainly fall on the uh, the boring, cautious side. And and just because we're bankers, uh, we're uh, we're we're pretty dull to begin with. So that's why we're <laughs> we're so grateful that anyone would listen to this podcast, listening to two boring folks with great information, though. So Stu, thanks again for uh, for for joining us today. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Dave. Take care.